0: Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 256 of the AFTN podcast. I am Kevin Nolan, fan club vice president, Joe D.C. Beside me is AFTN writer and a man who has tactical fouling on his resume, Nicholas Ruprecht. (laughs) Hello. And calling in from Surrey, he told me that the goal that Ronaldo scored against Juventus was just another game, another day in the park for him. It's Gideon Hill. Hey guys. So, gentlemen... If you could invite a member of the Caps on a romantic candlelit dinner, perhaps downtown, perhaps not downtown, who would it be? Nicholas?
2: I would invite uh, Kai Kamara so I could say, sorry, baby, for (laughs) slagging you in the preseason. Will there be flowers? There will be flowers and chocolate and i will be like, I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry.
1: And Gideon? (laughs)
0: Uh, I'd say Alfonso Davies because he seems to never get rewarded by MLS for his hard work. So okay. Pat him the shoulder and buy him a nice dinner. But <laughs> you
1: won't be able to bring him to a bar that serves alcohol. <laughs> that so, is true, though. That is true. Yeah, you have to take those things to, into account. I would take Ali Gazal to ask him how he looks so wise, even though he's quite young. Or I would go with Suarez because a, a problem I often have is that I don't. If my order gets messed up, I don't. Uh, you know tell the server that it was wrong, but Juarez would be right in there, he would have the server's ear, he'd talk to the chef, that's just the impression (laughs) I get from him, Um, (laughs) yeah, okay, Um, so we're going to look back on uh, the Caps last game, the 2-1 win against Columbus, just in a very speedy fashion like we always do, Um, I have three sentences that I prepared and I sent to the guys earlier, and they're going to tell me, or they're going to complete these sentences for me so we can kind of get a feel for how we felt about the last game, So, sentence number one, and I'll go to Gideon first. The VAR decision on Davy's goal was blank. What did you put? Weak. Weak? Oh, okay. Uh, Nick, the VAR decision on Davy's goal was? Iffy, but correct. Okay, iffy, but correct. I said uh, the VAR decision on Davy's goal was acceptable. So, I think we're all on the same page about that. If it was against the caps, I would have been a bit more angry, I think. Um, Yeah, okay. Uh, Sentence number two. The Caps are successful on the road because blank. Nicholas? It is their style. Okay, it's their style. That's Gideon? That's what they do. Because of tactics. Oh, <laughs> very broad strokes. I said the Caps are successful on the road because they follow instructions. <laughs> Which is more than you can say for a lot of teams. Okay, sentence number three. Breck Shea is blank. Nick. He is a road player. <laughs> okay. He's a road player. <laughs> yeah. Gideon? Brekshay is a clinical
0: finisher with a questionable man bun because he's has a big fan of man buns. Is there such <laughs> Is
1: there such thing as a not questionable man bun? Um, <laughs> I actually have two answers. Um, I said Brexay is number one, more technical than people give him credit for. Yeah, that was a good call. Yeah. yeah, and number two is the anti-Christian <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like the reverse. He's, yeah, because yeah, is the road or the home player, right. and Brexay is the away. It's a it's a theme we keep coming back to. Um, okay, so that's our really really quick review of the two one win against Columbus, but here at AFTN Studios, aka Joe's house. We Look Ahead to the Future. We're all about uh, Real Salt Lake Away, which is, what, the most dull fixture you could, like, the one that you just skip over when you see on uh, the fixture list? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of many more. Houston in the middle of summer? Uh,
2: no. Yeah, well, it's MLS. So
1: you yeah. never know what you're going to get, right? It's a mixed bag. Okay, um, yeah, it's uh, this Saturday, is it? Or s- I don't even know when the game yes. is. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we're away at RSL. Historically, kind of a tricky place, but some good results there yeah, in the past. Yeah, we've
2: had good results there in the past, that's for sure.
1: There was that 2-2 a few years ago where Mosquita mm-hmm. scored that goal from forever the ago. Half, yeah.
2: the, the bicycle yeah. nutmeg. That was Dallas. Or that was yeah. Dallas, yeah. 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 Similar.
1: Gideon, what are your like initial thoughts when you think about this game? Well, I know Salt Lake's probably one of the tri- trickiest place weather-wise
0: to play in. in uh, all of them, last you know last year we had the snow game. You know they had some heat. Uh, you know the altitude, rainstorms in the past. So I think it's we're always unsure if one of when the game's is actually going to be played there. And you know, like we mentioned just a couple seconds ago, that, yeah, we've had mixed results, and the Whitecaps don't really play that bad in the RSL. But again, it just depends, you know, on the on the weather and who's playing out there. But right now they're playing confident. I think they have a chance in winning this game.
1: Nick, your general vibe going into the game?
2: Positive, well, right? Yeah. After the game last yeah. week. Yeah. I think their road form from this year is continuing where it left off last year. And I don't see any reason why it won't continue. Okay. Well, a look at the at the enemy for now.
1: Um RSL have played four games this season. They're 1-2 and 1, so it's uh, one win, two defeats, one draw to start the season. The win was against um, the Red Bulls, who were very clearly focusing on the Champions League at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the two defeats we kind of flagged up as cause for concern. So there was a 5-1 loss to LAFC, and their most recent game was a 3-1 loss to TFC in Toronto. Um, any Your thoughts on the game last week in particular, Gideon?
0: I think, you know, like we talked about just before I went on, is that They've had a tough schedule to start this season. You know, LAFC, we didn't really think, we weren't sure what they're going to be like, and they're having a great season so far. TFC, again, they're fantastic this year. And you know, the game against the Rebels, yeah, you, you're right, Nick, um, or sorry, Joe, that they played a weaker team as they were focusing on the, the Champions League. But, I mean, last week's result against Toronto FC, Friday game, tough for them. The, the one takeaway I had between the two games between LAFC and Toronto is that they actually scored a goal. So I think that's one thing that can take away. Five one looks a lot
1: better than five 0 Nick, they they gave away two penalties last week. What what do you what did you make of their of their defensive play in general?
2: Well, it looks pretty terrible. It's tons of individual errors all over the place. They don't look like their back line doesn't look like they're on the same page at all. Yeah, and it looks really bad in in that sense when I mean, yes, you're talking about TFC which attacking Juggernaut and LAFC, which seems to be an attacking juggernaut as well so i mean how that will play into the caps you know attacking prowess on the road it remains to be seen right if they can cut stamp out those individual errors i think that they'll do a lot better
1: mm-hmm. their their backline that was the thing that i noticed uh, again the game against tfc as well just the shape was so warped, so warped. yeah like they weren't not yeah, not, not yeah. in the sense that they were tracking runners or anything like that. Um, like, that won't really be, you know, music to the Whitecaps' ears. We don't get players in the box to, you know, or, like, you know, bend mm-hmm. the backline out of shape. Maybe Davies a little bit. But um, just looking at their backline, like, the only name, I, to be honest, that I fully recognize is, is Justin Glad, their homegrown player, who, you know, I have a lot of admiration for. But, like, Romando's been there for a while. It just doesn't strike me as a defensive unit, Gideon, that, like, that, you know you're intimidated to come up against like Kamara must be licking his lips at the thought of coming up against that line
0: yeah and the one thing that RSL's never had honestly is that you know a pasty back line that's the like some of the white caps are going to pinpoint and say hey we need to, to break this down but again you mentioned you know they have David Horst, Tony Beltran who's been around for, for years with that team and it tells you something that they like to play together and not leave RSL but again they aren't really getting results having the same defensive unit, and I think the Whitecaps are going to be able to, to take advantage of that this Saturday.
1: The,
2: the homegrown thing is admirable, though, right, Nick? Yeah, the homegrown thing is admirable. I mean, they had, uh, like you said, Glad, they have Brooks, Lennon, Acosta, I think, as well. Um, and yeah. I think uh, what, who, he scored a goal in the last game, um, Braid. Yeah, think, Braid, yeah. And, you know, that is great. I think, you know, it's always good to see talent being developed. But I think again that might be one of the reasons why their backline is show, so out of shape is they have a lot of young players who are still learning, right? And you're gonna make mistakes when you're learning.
1: Drou Plata is still there. Um, yeah,
2: <laughs> he's uh, leading their goal scoring with with
1: two goals. Uh, a useful player, uh, but like this team is not you know f- yeah. filling the filling the net with with balls. That sounds weird, but uh, mm-hmm. they're not really lighting up the the goals this year, are they? If Joao Plata is still their main guy, it just says to me that they're not really moving forward very much.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think it's a team in transition, trying to figure out what can we do with the veterans that we have and the young players that are coming in. And I don't think... I thought that maybe towards the end of last year, they had figured out an identity because they went on a nice run. But whatever momentum and form they had they've seemed to have evaporated over the summer
1: they did have a really good run last year actually i remember they were in conversation for getting one of those last playoff spots after Mm -hmm. having a Mm -hmm. change of manager last season Um, they they brought in a dp it's albert rusnek 23 year old slovakian he played um in holland before and he's a young attacking midfielder not quite of the like everyone signing south american style of doing things He's, he was on loan at Oldham Athletic in Birmingham City, so he knows how to get kicked uh, very well. Do you see this guy as the you know, the savior of RSL's
2: attacking ideas? Mm-hmm. I think he's a piece, too. But I think when you look at the overall team, like we were saying, like, like you were saying, the attacking people that they have don't inspire fear. Rosnack is good and he can pick a pass from, you know, what I've seen in in the games that I've watched of him play. But I don't think that he himself is going to be able to put this team on his back and bring them to another level. Gideon, anything to add to that?
0: Yeah, I think we touched on this briefly last week with Columbus and, you know, how they don't really have a guy that's going to fill the net and, and get all those goals, like, 23 in a year or whatever. I think this is a, a roast snack as part of this dynamic of RSL's offense. You have four players that can really scare you and, and do it to you on the counterattack, and that's why I think they're more of a dangerous team this year offensively-wise. And roast yeah, he's a leading guy for sure, but there's so many other players in this team that can, uh, can finish you off and, and uh, get, get some goals as well. Uh,
1: what are your thoughts on Mike, Mike Petka, Gideon? <laughs> Well, he's always angry looking, and, uh, you know,
0: I think it was kind of surprising that he left, you know, New York in the way he did, but Jesse Marsh just filled in very well in New York uh, with the Red Bulls there, but, you know, I think it was a good time for him to come in last year and replace Jeff Cassar, who, you know, really kind of didn't rate right the ship, and Pat Key came in, he kind of forced his hand, didn't make any signings except for Marcelo Silva last year, and really had the players what he had, as you mentioned, got on that run last year, and they almost made the
1: playoffs. Like uh, anything apart from the freaking printer, you want to bring up?
2: Or? Yeah, I mean he is entertaining. That's for sure. His yeah? press conferences. Last press conference, he like it was like fifteen seconds. I know <laughs> what the problem is. When he's storming out. Right? Well,
1: like, hopefully he doesn't find the problem and fix it before the Whitecaps game, or else exactly it'll be a little bit more uh, like not excited next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, where do you see them finishing this year? The Real all like in the
2: playoffs? Just. Just snipping in or outside looking in? I had them at the beginning of the year, I think, getting just inside the playoffs. Okay. And I think it's still early enough in the season that if they can turn around their defensive ship and they can fix the problem, <laughs> yeah. then they should be fine. And I think they can I think they have enough talent and veteran presence to be able to get into the playoffs.
1: Gideon, in or out of the playoffs for RSL.
0: Uh, I think I had. I don't know what they had with AFTN's preview, but I think they're going to be top six in the West and be in the playoffs. Oh wow,
1: really? Well, what makes you think that? I I don't know. I just feel like the way they they've built their attacking this year,
0: their attacking style is is going to make them kind of go for it. Again, I don't know where I put them with AFTN, but the way they're they're doing right now, I think they'll they'll kind of push in there late on the season because they have uh, some young guys that can be in there. They're a very team across of the of depth, so I think that'll play into the hands of them uh, finishing where I have them this
1: year. Okay, I I definitely had them out of the playoff picture. Mm. I just don't think, not even from a depth point of view. I don't think think their starting eleven is better than six other teams in the in the mm. West. That being said, where where are their threats? Like they're big. Like what are you worried about? It's not set pieces. They're not really that kind of a team. No. I'm I'm, s- I'm scared of Joe Clatter. I'll say it. I, every time yeah. I see him, I'm like he's going to run so fast and just put something in the back of the net.
2: I mean, I would say, and I know this isn't a threat, Ramondo. Okay. But because he is an experienced goalkeeper, he saved a penalty in one of those those last couple games. Yeah, the TFC game. He's and, Javinko's penalty. Yeah, game. and he, and he can win you a game that you shouldn't have won.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we know the Caps are capable of having a game like that. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: Gideon, uh, biggest threat for RSL. I think, as
0: you know, the question is threats for me. And as I talked about a bit earlier, they have Savarino, Plata, Lennon, Artunio, the new signing this year, and Jordan Allen as well as their homegrown player that can step in. So they're, I think their uh, their threat is definitely their attacking front four, which they usually play.
1: I I might be like naive in thinking this, but those names you just said, and then I just think of Waston and Aha and De Jong and Nerwinski, and I you know I feel pretty comfortable. About that yeah, prospect. And, you know, I, do t- I do too, but there's more than just one player of I them, and that's what scares me yeah, a little bit. That that's true.
2: This being, yeah, for This sure. could be classic white caps. It could you know, be, where absolutely. Where it's like, this is a game yeah. that they could totally win, and they're just going to kind of waltz in there and maybe not get it done.
1: Well, like right? if you compare it to Columbus, Columbus are a lot better of a team, yeah. but... That does not mean that the caps will do better than, <laughs> yeah, than exactly. against RSL, right? Um, just one quick thing to uh, finish up this section is: w- we know those famous RSL teams that were, you know, bothering the the MLS Cup game um, of old. Where does this team compare? I don't think there's any argument that it's not up not there. Not good. Yeah, <laughs> not
2: good right now. But like,
1: how far off do you think they are?
2: I I think they're they're I think they can, they're like a lower, like I said, I think they can squeak into the playoffs for sure. That's, they're definitely not going to be challenging for the MLS Cup.
1: And still aging too, right? We have, you know, Beckerman's still there, Ramondo's not getting any younger. Gideon, where do you think they they are, stature-wise?
0: Yeah, you know, I think they haven't really gotten better defensively since those days of Alame and Borchers, you know, Manning in the back then, Rio Tinto, but They've they've become more of a become more of a younger team. You know, we talked about ten homegrown signings as well on the roster, and they used to have Alvaro Sabrio, a Spindola, as you remember. And now they have Plata, you know, Savarino, all those guys, and I think they're more of a faster team. They'll get you on the counter attack more than playing one twos and trying to build up as they used to do and find success in that.
1: Well, that was our brief uh, preview for the RSL side of things. We'll take a look at the other camp um, pretty soon. But next, it's time for. My favorite part of the show, it is, Do You Know Who I Am?
0: am. am. am.
1: Okay, gentlemen, Do You Know Who I Am? Uh, The season standings are 3-2 to Gideon? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay, cool. Um, Last week, it was uh, Daigo Kobayashi. It was one of the more entertaining rounds we've had because it took took a while to, to get there. Uh, this week we have another good one. I say that every week because <laughs> I just you don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I just go on Wikipedia and look for uh, MLS players, which is great. Okay, I'll start this one off. Um, I was born on April 21st, 1983 in Europe. So, 1983 in Europe. I made one appearance for AC Milan. That's number two. Remember to say stop if you want to have a go. One appearance for AC Milan. Okay. I am a midfielder. That's clue number three. I'm a midfielder. Get in, you're still there. (laughs)
0: Yeah, okay. wait, stop.
1: Yes? Magnus Wolf Ekrem? No. He played for Cardiff, didn't he, that guy?
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking around the Europe thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm a new clue number four, which is usually the benchmark of where I'm happy that <laughs> like we got this far. <laughs> um I made almost two hundred appearances for Florentina. Stop. Yep.
0: Safir Tater? No voice from (laughs) algeria (laughs) shoot
1: okay clue number five i play in the eastern conference Hmm. that's present tense okay Uh, i've lost track of the clues five i think (laughs) um i play for the montreal impact stop yep
0: Tailman
1: Kosu No. Okay, next clue. I have long, wavy hair. <laughs> that's an extra one I had to add in.
2: Oh my goodness. Um...
1: Alright, that's all my clues, but I'll recap them. Okay? I am. I was born in 1983 in Europe. My first team was Milan. I am a defensive midfielder. I have almost 200 appearances for Florentina. I play in the Eastern Conference. I play for the Montreal Impact. I have wavy long hair. I am Marco Donadel. Oh, I
2: couldn't get the name. (laughs) Oh,
1: man. That's the first one I have won, I think, this season. (laughs) So well done, everyone, for not getting that one. (laughs) And that was this week's Do You Know Who I Am?
0: I'm Alphonse Davies, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
1: Okay, so this—I don't know what that means for the season standings. What do you guys think? I think you're on the board I, now.
0: One yeah. two,
1: two one, maybe. 3-2-1, Okay, I'm just gonna make them really hard from now on in that case, <laughs> so that I can score every week. That I thought that one would would uh would have gotten it. Um, you would, one of, yeah, someone would have gotten this. He just slipped I, my I mind. My I, just I, I think
2: I'm framing he, the questions better, so they're he getting has a little bit better. scored some fantastic goals.
1: And he's also, as I've said before on the show, my most hated MLS player that plays for an <laughs> off I should have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, that was Do You Know Who I Am? Now we're going to go to part three of our show where we look at the white cap side of things. So the first question, I guess, is Are we going to see a change of approach at all?
2: Mm, I think right now they're one of the best road teams in the Western Conference, so no. Yeah. Gideon, what do you think?
0: No, I don't I don't think, I don't see a reason to change.
2: Let's phrase
1: the question a little bit differently. Do you want to see changes?
2: Mm, a little bit of rotation would be nice. Okay. I think. But you know. style-wise, Nick, nothing? Style-wise, like... nothing really, I mean, the Whitecaps have proved this is how you can win on the road in the MLS. Mm-hmm. But are we going to get into the whole winning
1: versus entertainment argument, or is
2: it all about? <laughs> I, I thought when you phrased the
0: question, it was it was tactically wise, and no, I won't say tactically wise. But yeah, I think we should change up a couple of players on the starting eleven. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like the caps have rotated pretty well so far. I I think. Um, like it's only five games in, so there's no need for like wholesale changes. But um, Chris Cargan has gotten in touch. He says, "How do you boys think this squad rotation thing is working out? In a more like general sense, Gideon, what do you think?"
0: I think it's actually worked out, honestly, quite well. You know, we haven't gone for the Canadian Championship the full eight-player switch, but the players we have rotated uh, have come in. We've done, what, two or three changes the past couple games, and it's worked really well. And I don't see, you know, we haven't had bad results, you know, except for the LA game, I guess, that we should have won. But, you know, I think it's it's gone pretty well considering
2: what we have available for us right now. Yeah, and I think that goes in with the whole, what, robo is trying to say like he's always saying i want people to fight for spots i want people to challenge for spots and you can only really get people challenging for spots if you give people opportunities to show what they can do so i think we'll we'll keep seeing more of this someone who really took his opportunity last
1: week not that he needed to impress anyone was davies that those 20 minutes that he came on and just won the game for the caps Mm -hmm. do you think he's back in the starting lineup gideon this week
0: Yes, I, I definitely believe
1: so. On the left or on the right, as I masterfully so, predicted last week, <laughs> on the left. Okay. He can go right at
0: Beltran, who's pretty I'm getting a little bit slower. Yeah,
1: so. maybe later in the game. Nick, you think he's back yeah. in?
2: I I would think he should be back in for sure. Mm-hmm. It's another good it's another good game. Um, and like was pointed out, he can go against uh, someone who maybe has a little bit less of a pace. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, moving to the mm-hmm. extreme other end of the pitch, there was. A chance last week for Morenovic to have a bad narrative. He kind of made a mistake for the goal against the Caps. But more generally speaking, how do you think he's settling in as, like, the undisputed starter this year, Nick?
2: I, I don't think it's bad. I mean, he's made maybe some odd decisions every once in a while. Especially in terms of, like, the reflex saves. I'm thinking of that header goal where he jumped up. Yeah, and, they went under and him. it went under him. And it went under him, right? Like. Um but I think in Houston he was great. I mean in Atlanta that really wasn't his fault. Yeah, and he yeah. kept them in for as he helped keep them in for as long as they were, you know, yeah. for sixty minutes. Yeah. Um so I still think he's solid and I mean but every once in a while you're gonna have errors and we're lucky we kinda you know got away with it in that game. Get in your thoughts on Marinovic so far?
0: Yeah, you know, coming from you know what he's replacing and in O is not easy and you know, Sid was around for a long time. I wish he was around for even more. And I think Murnovic has come in from where he played in the fourth tier of Germany. He's done actually really well. When he's proved himself and, you know, he's made a couple mistakes, but there's always play where he plays where you make up for your mistakes and he's done that for sure. And I don't see any reason for him
1: to not be in, you know, the starting lineup or the for goalkeeper spot for the rest of the year. Yeah, In my mind, like, the goalie's job is to stop goals from going in or stop, you know, preventable shots from going in. And a bonus is if you can inspire calm in your defenders, right? And I think Marinovic does do that like quite well. They're they're a good unit, and there doesn't seem to be any like systematic errors back there, right? Um, so yeah, I think he's he's doing okay. But hopefully, we see less of that that kind of error that he made, where he just knocked the ball right into the path of of uh, whoever yeah. scored the goal. But uh, um, yeah. mo- moving over to the to the more general game plan, um. Who is the key player for the White Caps when they're away from home? It's
2: whoever is on the wings. Okay. <laughs> I think. So Brec Shea. <laughs> so Breckshea, you know. Well, like or Davies, right? Yeah. You know, any any of your pacey wingers out wide that mm. you have, I think, is really part of the key things because they're going to get few chances and they have to put those chances away. Is it more on the Attacking side or the defensive side, that we you say? That? I'm saying more on the attacking side. We know that they can defend as a unit. We know what they're going to do. So it's really key for those wingers or the striker, I think more the wingers because that's mostly where our play funnels through, to to be able to do the right thing in the limited opportunities that they're going to get on the counterattack. Gideon, where do you see the key for the Caps game plan away from home?
0: Yeah, I think Joe touched on it fantastically there that away from home, you're going to have a lot of space on the wings and you're going to have room to roam. And uh, I think teams at home are, are really gung-ho with their outside backs and that's where the Whitecaps are going to have to pull, attack on the road and go after the RSL uh, centre-backs, I should say, uh, with their right-backs and left-backs pushed up the field.
1: I, I feel the midfield doesn't get enough credit, credit for, for allowing the play to be on the wings, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't for that solid core of what we have come to accept is three midfielders who basically mm-hmm. sit, then the, the play would be going down the middle a lot more like on the defending side of things. Right. But we're able to push them out wide. Right. Because yeah. of that really good dynamic that they have in there.
2: Yeah. And that's a fair point. I wouldn't argue that the midfielders aren't important, but <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: but the key, I guess it's still the onus is on the wings, especially when we are looking for goals. Before the season started, we thought that the Caps would be, like, really set-piece orientated, right? And, you know, they're not bad at set-pieces, but it hasn't been as as fruitful as we hoped. Gideon, what do you think the reason for that is? I think I remember in preseason, I think Tim
0: Parker got two goals in a preseason game. I forget. I think it was a walkie or something like that. And I think I don't want to really you know, pinpoint him as saying maybe that's part of it. But honestly, nowadays, you know, teams pick out Waston and, and put two guys on him and set pieces sometimes. And that leaves guys like Parker and other people to, to kind of attack the ball. And Parker was a little bit taller. So he was able to, to kind of sometimes jump up and get those balls. I'm not saying it's entirely, you know, his fault for leaving, but I think it has to deal with it. Is we don't really have a a, a huge you know set piece killer outside of Watson and Kamara on this team that'll really you know get you done. Beside, you know, I guess you could say Ah, uh-huh, too, but yeah, I think honestly it's just sometimes delivery. It just depends on who we're playing, and we don't really set up for our set pieces that well a whole lot. So it's a number of different things for me.
1: For me, it's been the delivery. But Nick, what do you think?
2: Well, because I was looking at some like where are the Whitecaps getting fouled. Mm -hmm. And they're not getting fouled in areas where you're going to get good delivery. Oh, I see. So I think other teams are actually coming better prepared. Okay.
1: And we don't get a bunch of corners either. And we don't
2: get a bunch of corners either. And I mean, credit to Columbus as well. When, I mean, they're not a tall team, but you could see that they had really actually, it looked like they had prepared to mark set pieces well. Okay. And they weren't losing their runners. So I think maybe teams have kind of figured out that, oh, you know, in addition to losing some, like Parker, but... Maybe teams have figured out, oh, you know, we actually have to pay attention to this. Otherwise, we are going to get burned. That's pretty interesting,
1: actually, because, like, the, it, yeah, that's the only thing I could think of that would have changed, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the places that we're getting fells. But even, I've found even corners deliveries, I'm not really, they're not up to scratch. Maybe it's because we don't have Bolaños anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really feel that like we're not hitting the danger zones. Like, the red zone, as they would say, yeah. like, in the, in the set-piece department. But hopefully... It but you never you know. Maybe more.
2: they need to do more practice. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: maybe. Like, it would be nice if that was our only problem, but it's not. Um, so, moving um, to the back line, AHA has looked pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's have another evaluation of our center-back pecking order, shall we? I think a few weeks ago we said it was Mond and then maybe Henry and then maybe AHA.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, for me now, it's Waston, AHA, Mond and when Henry comes back, he can fight for a place. Nick, what do you think is
2: the? I I would agree with you, but I don't think that the gap between Mond and Aha yes. is as big as people might. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Gideon, what do you think? Yeah, I think for sure, as contradictory to what I said, I think last week and
0: the week before that, Aha is second to Mond. I think Aha has played his way into being the new guy beside Waston. I think he could be there for you know a year or two to come as well. He's played really well and. There's no reason really for me to take him out of
1: this point and he's playing with confidence too I think there was a yeah. there was an article on about that that he's a bit more of a confident player now Rob was actually giving him a chance
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I think he's I think he's a better passer than Mon for sure and he seems yeah, more confident yeah, yeah. on the ball. So I wouldn't, you know, it goes back to that whole home and away thing. Maybe he should play more games at home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, then we can spread the ball around spread a little bit Spread the more. ball a little bit. Yeah. Um, Juarez didn't start last week, even though I made a prediction on his passing accuracy. Um, does he come back in for this RSL game? Would not be surprised. Yes. Yeah, okay, we're, both, we're all in agreement, I think. What, like, he's a good player, that goes without saying. But what's his like, biggest attribute or like his biggest advantage?
0: I think leadership and smart tackling.
2: (laughs) Tactical fouling, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Gideon. Or, sorry, Nick? Um, I think, in addition to leadership, I think he's also uh, quite a good passer and he's quite smart and intelligent with Mm. picking his passes and what to do. Like, he's not as lateral or backwards, say, as Russell. Yeah. Um, He can pick a pass forward, and I think we've seen that in a couple of goals. Where he's mm-hmm. made the smart decision to, oh, I'm going to hit. I yeah. think it was Teixeira mm-hmm. in stride. Yeah. I,
1: to me, he's like one of the best firefighters we've had. Like, I'm sorry, Barry Robson, but you were not, you know, fighting fires. You were fighting fire with fire rather than putting out the fires. Um, but yeah, I, I really think he's doing a really great job. Just like that all round player that we need up and down, like, seems to have the legs. And he got a rest last week, which is definitely very good. Is it time we see Anthony Blondell start a game? Because he's come in for what we believe is a hefty transfer fee. Would this be a good game for him to get his first full start? Or his second full
2: start, I mean. He started Atlanta, I think. Or something. Yeah, Yeah. yes. Yeah, Yeah, I think maybe he can get the start. I mean, Kamara is playing really well right now. Oh, yeah. So, do you want to mess with that, I guess is the question. Um, But then, Kamara is, you know, I will have to apologize to him at the candlelit romantic dinner, but maybe he's getting, you know, he is getting old, right? <laughs> yeah, but. that's true.
1: But you, like, from a squad happiness point of view, Gideon, shouldn't he get some minutes? I'm sure he was promised some starts when he came in at the start of the season, right?
0: Yeah, I think we, I, I mentioned this last week that, you know, Blondell is a matchup player with defense of the, or defenders of the opposite team, and, you know, Kamara had that guard injury, I remember he missed the game and uh, Atlanta completely, and he mm. started in LA. And I think Blondell, you know, especially with Kamara and those ground issues and stuff, it doesn't go away, you know, quickly. You will need to rest it up. And I think Blondell deserves to start this game. He matches up quite well with the center backs of RSL. He's fast. He's a little bit bigger, so uh, taller, I should say. And I think he, he'll get the start. And I think Kamara will come on a little bit later, maybe as a four-four-two, 4 2 as well. It depends on how the game is going.
1: Yeah, I would really like to see him start this game. Like not not because Kamara's done anything wrong, or not even that Kamara wouldn't be the best player that we could have as as far as a matchup goes. But I just think you we just need, to, rotation. yeah, mm-hmm. and we need to see mm-hmm. more of him. And like he needs to be able to prove himself. Like how many players have stagnated on the bench, right? Not Shay. Not Shay, definitely. <laughs> but he's like a fine wine, you know. You, you can't really. It's it's he's timeless. Um, yeah. One last thing we can talk, and we'll talk about this when we go over our lineups later on. And we discussed it a little bit at the start. Gideon, you mentioned that Beltran will probably play on left-back for... for Right-back. Right-back, right back. okay. So then I think yeah. Davies should play on the left. Because uh, Lennon is their, is their left-back, and he's yeah, like 22, Lennon's. right? So yeah. I think from minute one... A right-winger as well. Sorry, Gideon?
0: And Lennon's normally a right-winger. Well, he's played left-back this year, but he's predominantly a right-winger. So.
1: Okay. We'll
0: see. Mm-hmm.
1: Nick, where do you think Davies... like? What what have you seen from his game? Like, if you were his coach, mm-hmm. what what do more Alfonso? What would you say?
2: I would that? say he should run definitely cut inside more. I'd like to see him cut inside on more. his on either from the right or okay. from the left wing. You know, okay. I think getting him into the box because he's so dangerous it pulls other defenders towards him and will make space for other people as well, right? Because they have to respect his speed and his craftiness. You know. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so that's pretty much our f- discussion for the white cap side of things, um, all the main points. But before we go on to the last part of the show, let's just go through the lineup and see if we can come to a consensus. Mm-hmm. Um, we've generally be pre- being pretty good about this stuff, but I have a feeling this will be a rotation game mm-hmm. that we um, we're going to be some. Some selections coming out of left field. Um, in goal, Brian... Uh, sorry, Morenovich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I got ahead of myself with the rotation. <laughs> there. Um, left back, uh, Dion. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyone know how Levis is doing? Uh,
0: Tweet, uh, I think I he's healthier, but I don't know if he's going to be really thrown in there quite yet. Tweet
1: hmm. in with your uh, Levis... Updates, please. Uh, yes. Okay, center back. I went for Mond just to give him a game, and Waston. Hmm. I think I think Aha will play. If yeah. we were playing our best team, I would say Aha. But I think this will be a, that'll be one of the spots we see rotated. Hmm. Gideon.
0: Yeah, I think Aha is going to go in there just because Mond had his chance earlier this year, and Aha is not playing bad. So.
1: Waston hasn't really had a break, though he. Whoa. he's been on international. He did sit out seventy five minutes of the <laughs> of that game, I guess. Yeah. Right back Nerwinski. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Franklin update, we need to, we need to find out where, how healthy people are. Yeah. Uh, Sean, get in touch with us and we'll uh <laughs> we'll make sure everyone knows if you're fit. Okay. Actually, yeah, formation I went for four-two-three-one, 3 one so I have mm. two holding midfielders. Anyone have anything different?
2: I, I, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Some stats website listed as a four-three-three, 3 but yeah. it's, that's kind of not... It's fluid when mm-hmm. you're defending, right? Everyone's packed in, so it's harder to tell. I went for Tybert and Juarez. Yeah, I could see that. I, I could definitely yeah. see that. Okay. Um, possibly, if Gazal was fit, I could... Like, if he's back from his long-term injury, he mm-hmm. could probably come back in there. Um, who else am I missing? Mosquito, no? <laughs> can play anyway. <laughs> I'm going to bang the Mosquito drum until the cows come home.
2: Left wing, I have Shea. I wouldn't actually... I would actually... So here's one thing where... I know we've been banging on like home and away players. But I think Tachira might actually be a good fit in this game. Because RSL has had problems with those through balls. and oh, A lot of crafty crap. passes. Yeah, so I think it actually might be a good game for him to come in. Okay, get in left wing. Who you got? Uh,
0: left wing, I have. There's two parts. Okay, I have Davies for right now, but I think I'm gonna say Shea on the left and Davies on the right. Okay,
1: I have Davies on the right. Nick, where do <laughs> yeah, you have Davies? Think so. Okay, it's almost like we foretold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, c- center attacking mid, I put Reyna in. Like, I, in- I wouldn't mind seeing Felipe. Okay. okay, I think Felipe needs a kind of a break. He hasn't had a minute's rest since he came in, right? Mm. Yeah. Gideon?
2: Felipe. Felipe, okay.
1: Up front, I went Blondel. I just want to see more of him. He looked promising, and this could be a good game for him, I think.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't mind if Blondel got the start, but I think Shh. Kamara is... He's hot. Play the hot yeah. hand. I'm not going to be sad if Kamara starts, but... Gideon, who do you have up there?
0: Yeah, Blondel, too. I think he deserves a shot.
1: Okay. Well, that concludes our Whitecaps preview. Um, I'm sure the RSL scouts are listening in to get all the ins and outs that we can provide. And, um, we're going to go to the last, the last part of our show. It's the prediction game. Last week was the red wedding of prediction games. Um, (laughs) so Nick made three predictions for the Caps game against, uh, Columbus said that Higuain would have two shots on target. That was not the case. Mond would have five aerial wins. Um, Mond didn't even play. Okay. <laughs> the caps would have twenty two tackles. I think they had like sixteen or something yeah. like that. Um, I said that De Jong would get a yellow card. That's the our only prediction that came home. Um, Juarez would have eighty five percent passing accuracy. He didn't even play. Felipe <laughs> would okay. This one annoyed me a lot. I said Felipe would have more than one key pass. Felipe had one key pass. You got
0: greedy. Yeah. <laughs> you got greedy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Gideon said that Mond would have a yellow. Mond didn't start. Camara had two shots, not four. And Young, you had no crosses and not three crosses. So let's hope to do a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. the standings are now I think five to me and three to you guys, or six to me. I I'll have to double check that. But let's <laughs> get on, your man. let's get your predictions in for next week. I thought yeah, you Nick.
2: were supposed to be a stats guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't I hope uh, I hope TSS are not listening in on this. Uh, 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 Nick, your predictions for this week. Okay.
2: I think Whitecaps are going to have 15 interceptions. The 15 team will have They're just harder and harder stats for me to look up. <laughs> okay. I think here's an easy one for you to look up. I think Davies will get an assist. Okay. Time. All right. And is it
1: then, a... Uh, okay, if a VAR goal happens, does it still count? If it's disallowed assist? as a goal...
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's do it. I, I really don't care. <laughs> no, you could
1: you could say there is a pulled you could say there's a disallowed goal. Okay, that, point, I think point be... five of a goal. Alright, what's your third prediction? Okay, um and Romando will make four saves. Romando four saves. Okay, Gideon.
0: Davies will have three shots.
1: Davies three shots, okay.
0: Jose Aha uh-huh. will have four headed clearances.
1: Four headed clearances. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. And Watson will get a yellow card
1: oh it's usually a saved one <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm I forward,
0: like I said,
1: so. yeah, I'm gonna go with the Davies goal. ooh yeah, I'm gonna actually gonna get an r s l stat too. I think um, ooh, I think Justin glad will get a yellow card, mm. and let's go with um Raimondo likes chatting at the ref, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a yellow for Armando for descent or something. No, let, let's go with the white caps one. Let's go with um, uh, Breck Shea will have 55% pack acid, pass accuracy. Mm-hmm. 55 is a low number, but he, he's going to be playing it long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's probably not even going to start. Is he? <laughs> because of <laughs> <it>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, sorry, Breck. All right. Well, um, let's let everyone know where you can be found on Twitter. Gideon.
0: At GideonHill18. And Nick, uh, Space Age Robot Fifty Six.
1: And you can find me at Joe DC Van. Actually, there was one question we didn't get to. What if it snows? What are we gonna do? What if it snows? Uh, Gideon, you said throw snowballs like like an elf, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I would say build like a snow fort. Over yeah, I was gonna say a
1: trench. But just build like, a trench.
2: Yeah, just- Pack all the snow
1: nowhere, the nowhere in the laws of the game does it say thou shalt not build a trench. We also had a really weird question from uh, Michael McCall at AFTN Canada, but uh, we'll get to that during our uh, bye week, <laughs> our bye week podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, please subscribe to AFTN if you haven't already, and enjoy the game.
0: when you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, crackly reception interference. Cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it, you know? Legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mums at home making the tea. Oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football, hmm?